the financial system as we know it, we are highly efficient, but we are not doing so good in the resilient part. We are highly dependent on one type of money, dollars. And this is a type of money that is that is based on debt. So every time someone gets indebted, a, con a country, a company, a person, more of this credit is created. Puts a lot of pressure in our world. And a lot of the crisis that we are living today, especially the environmental crisis, is really connected with the emergence of this money based on debt after the 70s. We see the charts of money creation, money printing, credit, and the rise of the environmental crisis. We can create other things that allow us to be more resilient. The whole crypto scene, the cryptocurrencies are part of that mix, but they are not the only part. Other types of currencies and ways of exchanging and ways of uh, representing value and transactions and goods and actives and assets, it's what we need in order to be more resilient. Yo, what is poppin' Refi fam? I am super grateful to bring another episode of Refi Podcast today featuring my good friend Carla Cordoba. She is the founder and entrepreneur behind a number of incredible ventures, including Cambiatus, Refi Costa Rica, Vagabonds Labs, and is now the new co-host of a show called Vagabonds around the story of regeneration in Latin America and the Spanish-speaking world with her co-host and husband and business partner, Ranulfo. Carla and Ranulfo have been on an incredible journey over the last few months, speaking to pioneering leaders across many different industries who are paving their own way in the path of regeneration, oftentimes using Web3 and otherwise looking at technologies like artificial intelligence. And it's been a fascinating journey witnessing Carla dive deep into stories that I otherwise would never have the opportunity to listen to because of the language barriers. We talk a little bit about the show, but then really exfoliate a much broader conversation around redesigning money. One of Carla's keystone ventures is called Cambiatus that creates tools for community currencies that enable local communities on the ground to create new forms of money that reflect what those local communities actually value and care about most. We hear about communities in Costa Rica and in Brazil using this technology to support local initiatives, local art, ecological restoration, and more. We also get to hear a bit of a glimpse at what she's looking at next, building in the StarkNet ecosystem, leveraging zero-knowledge proofs, and using the next edge of technology to service these communities and more. I have been so continually impressed with not only the work that Carla does, but the way that she shows up in the world. We have a chance to pause and hear about a pivotal moment in her journey where she suffered a significant injury that severely limited her mobility and caused her to look deeper into the story of regeneration within. Not only did she rebuild back better and brighter, but had new insights that she can now share with all of us today. I hope you enjoy the show. Please do drop us a five-star review and let us know what you think. But uh, hey, good morning, Carla. How's it going? So good to see you, John. All good here. All good. It's been a while and I feel like this conversation is long, long overdue. And I'm so excited. We've got yet another exciting occasion to have you on the show. Uh, the launch of your new podcast, Vagabonds. Um, tell us what you're up to. What have you launched? Who are you talking to? What's, <laughs> what's going on? Ah, it's been a fantastic ride. Just, I mean, we are starting. Like a month ago, we launched the first episodes. Um, and it's a fun and entertainment conversation with people that are 
doing their part on the regeneration from their different fields. Yeah. Um, people that are working in technology, people that are working in fashion, people that are working in um, community creation business. And they all understand regeneration in different ways. Uh, for us, for me and for Ranulfo, it has been fantastic to have the chance to talk with them because it, it's really aligned with the vision we have of what is regeneration for us, which involves a, a conversation, a relationship with the planet, with other people, and how we reconnect with them and with ourselves. And that's the journey that we have been um uh, leading with the podcast. Uh, so we're talking about artificial intelligence and supply chain and geeky stuff, but also about what implies to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and how that journey, how you transform from being a technical person to an entrepreneur and how you create a company and how, how do you make decisions on how people you like to work with you, how, how, how you're going to create the products and services you're delivering, thinking on those regenerative principles. It's been really fantastic, and I hope everyone can check it out. It's in Spanish, so it's the first podcast in Spanish in the Refi DAO family, which is fantastic. And uh, exploring also how to bring more people to this side of the, to the regenerative side, right? How to bring people that are not familiar with this topic to start learning about Refi, start learning about a little bit about blockchain, how you can use it, a little bit about the web three technologies, how to use it for the regeneration of our planet, the people that we have around and ourselves. Beautiful. I uh, love it. And and I found it so interesting, the kind of cultural lens of saying, okay, the show's in Spanish, who are we going to talk to? And it opens up this entire new canvas of incredible leaders who are doing pioneering work in the regenerative scene that I just have no purview over. You know, I'm not connected to these geographies, obviously, in the way that you are. And I'm really curious, you know, because we're having the show in English today, what are some of the key things that have surprised you in these conversations so far on the show? Well, we're talking with people that are doing their part, not necessarily calling their work regenerative mm -hmm. or they, they don't necessarily know what they are doing in regenerative, but they're doing it. Mm -hmm. the pre we're looking for the principle behind it. We are looking for the values behind it, what moves people to create something that is different, to have impact, to transform an industry, to transform a region, a country, or a way of doing a product or a service. Right? Mm. So that's our, also our commitment as entrepreneurs, right? What are the values behind the decision we make every day? Yeah. And, and our, our goal with the, with the podcast is to inspire people to think a little bit outside of the box, to kind of rethink what they are doing as entrepreneurs or as people in their daily life yeah. and how, how to introduce this regeneration and this transformation and innovation in their lives. So it's, it's been really fun to talk to people and invite them to be part of the Vagabonds tribe, uh, which is also part of the idea of the podcast. What is vagabonding for us? Well, being a vagabond is uh, actually... People at, the, at first, people is like, mm, are you not working at all? <laughs> yeah, we are. We are doing our part. But this, in the spirit of a wanderer, mm -hmm. someone exploring the world, right? Exploring beautiful places with people we love uh, to do something that is impactful, mm -hmm. to leave behind a, a positive impact, a positive, um, a, a, a positive uh, ah, mark in the world. 
that's vagabonding. And also because we're curious. Me and Renolfo, we love uh, to look for new topics to understand how people think, how what are the tools they are using, why they found this, this tool useful in their context. Why are they using AI for business? Why are they using fashion to make a, a statement of how of how the business needs to be conducted in a in a play? Mm. Uh, why are they exploring uh, Web three to you to do what they want to do, which is connecting communities or transforming communities? Why? Right. So this is we're curious, and that's mm. part of being a vagabond. And I know you you two are a very curious person because your podcast is all about presenting people that are doing fantastic things around the world. So now we have the opportunity to do that in Latin America or in the Spanish, uh, Spanish-speaking countries, which is yeah. fantastic. And uh, I'm really proud of that. And also because there are many people doing fantastic things and we need to learn about them and yeah. build them. Yeah, and it's opening doors to totally new communities who hopefully this will be a spark of passion and inspiration. I've been super honored to meet people across the journey over the last couple of years um, who've yeah heard stories on this show and started ventures um, either as a direct result or indirect. And it's yeah just such a gift to see how this movement is supporting one another in seemingly non-linear ways, but we're all doing our part in making this contribution. I'd be really grateful, Carla, if you just give us a kind of high-level overview of all the different ventures that you're working on. Sometimes it's hard for me to even keep track of the scope of everything that you're doing, but um, give us a quick sketch so that people have yeah, some hooks to hang the ideas upon. And then afterwards, I'd love to dive into a bit of your journey because you've had an epic ride as an entrepreneur, but let's start off with the overview. Sure. So my my babies uh, or my my projects uh, are things that I have been building with other people with my husband Renolfo, which is my partner in crime and in life and in love. Mm. Um, and and our projects together started um, around 2018 with Cambiatos. Well, before that, we had another project called uh, Sustainability School, which was focused on uh, sharing with people what money is and how it's created and. And what are such a currencies and and what type of ecos- economic systems we can create? Mm-hmm. We we wrote some papers and some books and more like the educational part. Pretty quickly, we we understood that we needed to create like tools that people could use to actually understand these concepts in the practice. So that was Cambiatus, which is oh, an open source platform. Yeah, emergence of we. We were, uh-oh, we're in the wrong track here. We need something practical for people. And then yeah. we created Cambiatos. So people can create their own social currency for their community and understand by doing, mm-hmm. right? Not by theory or, or like after reading a book. And then if they are curious to learn more, they can go deeper yeah. after the experience. That was Cambiatos and it's open source. Uh, we're using blockchain technology and currently have been using Costa Rica, Brazil, and Ethiopia for communities around the world, creating impact in different areas and with different purposes. Then, and, and, and Cambiatus has been working really well for many years and for more than 10,000 people at the moment. Awesome. But, but also, we learned that it was not super, um, I mean, it needed a, another element, which was Financial sustainability per itself as an, as an as an organization, which is pretty much what everyone is looking for, of course, for the projects. Uh, so we decided to start creating something called collaborative business. To turn Cambiatus into a collaborative business and 
creating the tools for other people to do that. And a collaborative business for us is kind of a, an involved form of co-op, a co-op with asteroids, with blockchain, a business. <laughs> Superpowers. You put, you put co-op, you put blockchain, mix everything, and then you have a collaborative business. Or a DAO, like, like we call it. In yeah. the, we, we the geeks call it DAO, but for, for regular people. Yeah. Collaborative business is a nice framing. It looks, look, it sounds, sounds better. And, um, and the idea of businesses that are creating some value that people can pay for its service or for product, but that all the members share the benefits, the financial benefits, and also share the governance, I mean, the decisions for those businesses. So Cambiatus, already the tools that Cambiatus has are, are serving collaborative business like Coffee Blocks, which is the first one in Costa Rica, okay. and which is focused on the coffee industry. But now we are building other tools that are more evolved for businesses, including, I don't know, NFTs and dynamic NFTs and other icky stuff. And we are doing that with Vagabond Slacks. So that's, that has been the evolution. Amazing. So you've got Cambiatus, you've got Coffee Blocks, um, now this new venture, Vagabond Labs, but you've also been pretty active in building local refi community in Costa Rica. Could you give us a quick snapshot of, yeah, what the spark was, what activities you've been doing, and yeah, what it's been like gathering community around this story of regeneration in Web3? Sure. Well, it's also a personal story, right? After the pandemic, we were in Costa Rica. We were actually living in Brazil. My, my husband is Brazilian. So we were living in Brazil before the pandemic. We moved to Costa Rica. We, we traveled to Costa Rica for a, a physical intervention and um, surgery that I have to, to have. Good. And I had that before the pandemic. And then I, I don't know, I was out of the hospital one day and two weeks later, lockdown. Oh, wow. So we, we were not able to. We were not able to. It was good time, great timing for me, for my health, but we we were not able to go back to Brazil. Uh, so we stayed in Costa Rica, which was good. It was good. Uh, my, most of the team from Cambiatus is from Brazil. Many communities are in Brazil. So we were, Randolph and myself, kind of isolated in Costa Rica, remotely working with everyone, of course, but physically alone in Costa Rica in terms of Oconi. And then, thanks to Refi Dao Initiative, uh, one day I saw this announcement. Ah, do you want to create a no-condol in your country? And I was, well, maybe. Um, I I started, I don't know, looking around for other people, and then boop, Ronnie, and then boop, Danny, and then boop, people that was around me. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie, which one is one of the co-founders of Refi Costa Rica, his office is like two blocks away from where I was living in Costa Rica at the time. We we didn't know each other. You didn't know each other. So, oh, it's such a good part of the story. I love that. And the, yeah, the catalyst brings you together. That's so cool. Exactly. So it was, 2023 was a year of community, definitely, of, of nurturing this connection. And I can say that, that thanks to Refi Costa Rica, Refi Dao, and everything that we have done, I found new friends, new, new friends, new partners for life, I think, people that really, really have uh, uh, impacted positively the work we're doing. It's fantastic. It is, it has been a lot of work, a lot of meetups, a lot of uh, working with people, a lot of events, also with the 
Blockchain Association in Costa Rica, which I'm the vice president. Yeah. So, so we had a lot of meetups, our crypto cantinas. And so working with community, connecting with people and nurturing this network, having fantastic. I love it. I love to do that. But it's also a great opportunity for, um, I mean, cross-pollinization, right? So coffee blogs and other collaborative business like Fractiona, which is in real, Fractiona and real estate, and Cal, which is in um, working on, um, I come to say that, um, precious hardwoods from Mesa America as an investment vehicle, like tokenizing precious hardwoods. Uh, All these big projects and business have, are emerging out of that community wow. that I was nurtured at 2023. So wow. we hope 2024 was going to be super exciting. I know, and the market's picking back up again, which also helps to give some <laughs> wind in the sail. Already. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys have been through a lot of storms. I'm glad to see it's also affecting you, even though you're an OG. But we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that face. We survive. We survive. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm super curious to wind back the clock a little bit. Um, what was the spark for you where you really started digging into this idea of regeneration? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, first of all, re- I mean, we were doing, I mean, I was doing regeneration before mm. calling it regeneration. And everyone said the same, right? We had the, the words that come and go over time. But yeah. when I was a teenager, I was working in, I was working as a volunteer in an organization. And, and everything that we we did at the moment was kind of the seeds of these um, uh, decentralized, distributed communities, organizations. We did a lot of that without like the keeping. We did a lot of distributed decision making and like little cells of, of people in different parts of the country working together towards a goal mm-hmm. and a lot of activities uh, in the in the nature. So it was kind of um, kind of a, a beautiful experience. My background is in communication, so I was uh, I studied advertising. So mm-hmm. professionally, I started in the marketing and advertising world, and pretty quickly I decided to move out of it. I learned a lot, but uh, it wasn't the environment in which I was. I wanted to to make an impact in the world, uh, and then I moved to the nonprofit sector, and I did that for many years, almost a decade, working with environmental an environmental organization here in Costa Rica, but a lot of, I had the chance to do a lot of fundraising, which I don't love, but a lot of also environmental education, conservation projects on the field with real people, yeah. real results, yeah. uh, and also seeing the shortcomings, I mean, the the, 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 the things that are not working so properly, right? In terms of how these things and these projects are funded, how people collaborate, how the power is distributed, um, and also realizing that even if it, if you're working in an organization that has a good purpose, if the structure of the organization is um, unhealthy, yeah. the result for you as a worker and for the people that you're working for or with is going to be bad. 
So, so rethinking the way we work and how these organizations are structured. You can have the best goal and the best purpose, and the structure is super centralized, top-down, mm. having someone that, and I had this experience of someone really toxic at the top of mm. an organization. Yeah. And we also had the experience of uh, work harassment and sexual harassment at the place of work. So I promised myself that whatever I, I will do in the future will require to, will, will be an organization or project that never will replicate the structures and their logic and their values that are oppressing people in the workplace and that are creating all this impact, negative impact in the world. So I think regeneration is also, I mean, my, my journey of regeneration is a journey of deciding what are the types of organizations and projects I want to be yeah. creating, the people I want to be around, the people I want to nurture with me together, work together, and also, also a journey of, of regenerating, regenerating my relationship with my body, yeah. my own health, and my own well-being. And, and I, know you resonate, I know you resonate a lot with that because as an entrepreneur, uh, especially when we're working on impact or regeneration, yeah. we know this is super important mm, mm. and it's priority. And, and we are in a rush and we want everything done today. Yeah. And we tend to postpone health and well-being and emotional and spiritual peace. And that's not regenerative at all. So you could do a lot of impact and you could have the best revive project, top 10, <laughs> Uh, I saw it. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Yeah. You know, top 10 unicorn. Mm-hmm. And everyone is just fake. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, and, in so many ways. In so many ways. So, not for me. That's not the regeneration I want. But it's like part of the process, I feel, is, you know, running up into that experience of building a thing and extending so much of yourself that it makes you unwell, that you realize how imbalanced the exchange is and how fundamentally unsustainable that is. And that, you know, we know that this is a, you know, multi-decade, multi-generation challenge. And yet the culture in which we live instills this really deep sense of time scarcity and urgency. And so we're running all the time, building these ventures, you know, raising capital, growing teams, shipping product, and getting exhausted in the meantime, when we recognize that, yes, this, even if organizations are healthily decentralized and have collaborative decision-making structures, the founders and leaders do play a disproportionate role in establishing the culture of the organization. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I found um, my first like really hard wall, kind of burnout, startup, hard time, co-founder conflict, um, it was during the pandemic. And I started just digging through like the science of well-being, both the psychology side and the you know physiology mm-hmm. side, and just truly trying to understand like, okay, what does the evidence say I can actually do despite my startup, which I need to continue building and is still going to be really stressful? Like, what can I do to make a difference? I'd, I'd be curious to lean into what was your kind of catalyst moment? What was your trigger? And how did you navigate through that hard time? And how does it show up for you now today, given everything that you've learned? It's really interesting because, you know, stress is something that is accumulated over time. Okay. And it accumulates in your body. And, uh, and it's one of the main reasons 
of many of the diseases we are living mm. when we get old. For example, I don't know, um, uh, troubles with your bones and mm. um, all the, I don't know the names in English for the diseases, for example, when people, fibromyalgia, yeah. yeah, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and uh, can- a lot of cancers and a lot of the Alzheimer and Parkinson, all those things. Many, so, some of the, the root causes of this is a lot of stress accumulated, a lot of um, stress accumulated in your body over time. Mm-hmm. That's why many of the diseases actually flow when you're, you're, you're getting old. And that's what we're doing to our body. And that, that was what I'm, I was doing to my body. Yeah. So eventually, I, I got a, two years ago, I, I got a really, really bad crisis. Okay. My back just exploded. And decided I'm not to, I'm not going to work anymore. So you're saying like that long, your spine basically. My yeah, my back, my my lower back. Okay. And which, which is what hurts when you're on the computer all the time. Yeah. Hello, remote work, right? So, <laughs> so I was I thought that I was taking care of my health, mm. and then this happened, and I was I was um, for a month working with with an aide with a cane. And Rodolfo, my husband, had to help me even, I don't know, going to the bathroom or taking a bath Jeez. for a month. And then I had to 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 learn how mm-hmm. to learn how to take care of my body and how to how to eat properly, how to nurture my microbiome and how to mm-hmm. what type of exercises actually my body needed. And it has been a really interesting journey this these past two years. On learning that, and I, I can say that today I feel way better. Um, I'm feeling stronger. I'm feeling um, also um, more flexible in the body and in mind, yeah. <laughs> which is part of the journey. And and that's also, I mean, I've been learning a lot. And when you face a challenge, you need to learn. You don't need to be scared about your body or scared about the science behind it because it's super complex. It's learning. It's how your body works. It's the same approach when you face a problem in your country or a challenge that you want to solve. You need to learn about it. You need to explore the root cause. You need to go deep. The problem is when we are always in a rush, we are all, always in the surface. Yep. Just something. You just do something someone said on a shirt on YouTube or and advise someone they gave you on Instagram quickly and then you do that. Mm. No, you need to go deep. You need to study. Yeah. So I did that. I studied a lot. I, I looked for a mentor that will help me. And, and I found that in, in, in my good friends in Costa Rica, the, the Shifu and Shima, the, the leaders of the Shaolin Temple in Costa Rica. Okay. And fantastic people. We got, we have, we, we had them at the first Refi Costa Rica event. Oh, that's awesome. They came and they teach us how to, I mean, some exercises that are actually healing exercises from the Chinese um, uh, culture that are millenary ways of healing your body with movement and energy and things like that. Very soon. So you need to learn, you need to study and you need to do your work. And eventually the solutions have emerged mm. and eventually your body gets stronger and eventually your body, your mind is a stronger too and your spirit too. And then the things that you're doing are better. 
and you attract good things and then the good the good people appear and and tell you hey why why don't you do a podcast like you do <laughs> <laughs> It's it's such an interesting metaphor. What you described made me think a little bit of the earth going through this crisis moment where, you know, she supported life through millennia and created this keystone species who seems to have it all figured out and is creating all this stuff and consuming all these resources and destroying so much of life. And now the earth is reaching a crisis on so many fronts, you know, talking about tipping over six of the nine planetary boundaries. And now... Humanity is starting to wake up to this crisis increasingly. More and more people around the world are waking up and recognizing, oh my gosh, my back is absolutely killing me. And we're not quite at that point of, you know, needing to uh, walk with the cane, thankfully. But we're getting there and parts of the world are facing that kind of crippling disaster. And it's interesting, the, yeah, the hopeful trajectory that you described of taking time to really pause and learn and reflect and understand the root cause of this. And then solutions emerge through this inquiry. And out of that, you can actually even become stronger and healthier. And I think this is a beautiful vision of a regenerative future that we can not only build back, but build back better and have even more life and biodiversity and beauty and pristine nature than ever before. And, you know, intermesh um, human society and human culture with this expression. But I'm curious to go back to that root cause moment and unpack what you think the root cause of our current human condition on this extractive, short-term, profit-driven society at the moment really is. I think we, I mean, it's uh, many many of us feel like this crisis is a physical crisis, of course, and it has physical consequences, mm. but it's also a spiritual crisis. It's a, a a process of, I mean, we've been living these past centuries a lot in our heads, thinking a lot in the past and thinking a lot about the future and not being present in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our anxieties come from that. Yeah. The thing that we were describing as entrepreneurs, we're always thinking, and this is not enough. You're doing something fantastic. You shipped a fantastic product. You, a lot of people is using it. It's working. Yeah. And you're... Mm -hmm just not satisfied and you're saying, no, but I need to do this and for quarter number two, this, this, and this, and this, and you don't stop to actually celebrate what you did. Enjoy it. Mm. Give it a space. To think about the next thing that makes sense or to feel the context and actually do something that aligns with that context because you're too busy planning ahead two, three years in advance. I don't remember now the name, but I, a, a professor from uh, it's a, a a woman in his in her probably seventies, um, and and she said all the people that is working in environmental conservation act activists in impact entrepreneurs impact entrepreneurs we are all dissatisfied people. Mm. We we know the things that we are doing are important. We always want more, but we need to stop. Yeah. We need to stop, recognize the, the good things and celebrate the good things they're yeah. doing yeah. Um, and, and give it a, a, a chance to, <laughs> to exist in the moment. And the second thing is that we need to be more aware of the context in which we are mm. in this moment, mm. right? Um, and, and, and plan and create the thing that we want to do according to that. 
And so that requires building organizations and companies that are more flexible. Yeah. It, it requires you don't getting trapped in your plans or in your, I don't know, five years plans or whatever, one year plan. Yeah. It requires more, uh, a, a more um, distributed way of this of making decisions. It requires, so it, does, it doesn't require you as an entrepreneur or as a founder to do everything or to build everything that you can build a community that you trust and people that can do things that you trust on them and you don't need to be sick and, and stressed all the time. I think many of those things are on the root cause. If you ask me about uh, the financial crisis in which we are and the environmental crisis in which we are, of course, the way our money is created and the, the way our financial system is structured is at the yeah. root cause of that. Okay. Okay. Definitely, that that was our main motivation when we created uh, Cambiatus to, to teach people that other ways of um, exchanging, other ways of money are possible. And now with Coffee Blocks and with Vagabonds Labs, we are saying... Other, other ways of money are possible. Other way of businesses are possible too. Mm. Uh, and we need to challenge these values and these structures that we've been following and repeating over and over again. Uh, but it, it's that. It's, it's a, a, we, the world needs leaders and people and entrepreneurs and scientists that are able to to look at the present moment, to live in the present moment, and that are able to create solutions for this moment, mm. this context for today. Mm. But we also need to be able to take care of ourselves at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and also be humble that we're not going to solve everything. Yeah. As you said, it's a, a multi-generation effort. So it's okay if, if you stop today and go to the beach. <laughs> I'd like to be the end of the world. Yeah. Might be the end of your working right. day, but it might save you a few hours the next day if you make some good decisions at the beach. Um, yeah, super interesting going back to the money conversation because this was really the, the initial spark that got me so incredibly excited about refi is if we could redesign money with new objectives and new values in mind. And in that vein, I'd, I'd love to just cast a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a magic wand and just say, if you could redesign money, Carla, how would you do it? What would it look like? And yeah, what um, what essence or values would you instill in your system of money? Okay. First of all, we're doing it already. <laughs> because, <laughs> Come on, I mean... Go. It's not it's not only one type of money, right? So mm -hmm. the the I mean, the first time I met Ranulfo, the first, my husband now, the first time we went on a date, his question to me was, "What is money for you?" That <laughs> was that was kind his of, first question. <laughs> his, his small talk, right? Flirting <laughs> uh, with me. Yes. What is money? Yeah. And and I probably said something not so stupid because we're here and <laughs> we're. Still together. No, it was a really interesting conversation. He asked me, what is money? What is this thing that we fight so much for and that it, it, it decides so many things for us? And and if you ask, I mean, if I ask you, what is money for you? What, what do you say? That's your answer. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's a flow of value. Um, and it's a way to relate to one another. Um, it's a way to get things done. 
money is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, energy. It's uh, present energy. It's future energy. Money is um, a system. Yeah, money is a lot of things. Money has a lot of faces. Could be. Mm-hmm. But all of those are fantastic answers. Many oh. of those things that you said, <laughs> many of the things that you said are the functions of money. Yeah. I think that money does for us. Like I am connecting us with other with others or allowing us to have access to things or or allowing us to save value from today from for tomorrow, right? Like yeah. uh, store value or things like that. Those are the functions of money. And uh, but what what is money? What's the definition? What is it? Uh, and and this is not my invention. Is I mean this is uh, was inspired actually in the work of Bernard Guettier, which was one of the first. Um, one of the creators creators of the euro mm-hmm. uh, and uh, economist and professor. And he said that money, def- defined money as an agreement. Mm-hmm. Money is an agreement. Yeah. And me and Renolfo, we wrote a book called New Money for Sustainability back in 2015 or something. Cool. And we take it a little bit and then the definition is money is an agreement made by a community. So it, it requires people yeah. that have an agreement that they are going to use something, whatever it is, at least to exchange between each other. I mean, that will be the function of at least exchanging, but you have other functions. And you could have many types of money for different functions in your life, right? And that's the beauty of it, the complementarity. Actually, that's a technical term, a complementary currency. Yeah. The idea that you have other types of currencies for different purposes in your life. And you could have you could use Bitcoin as a store of value. You could use Colones in Costa Rica or Hayes in Brazil for everyday things. And you could use Muras, which is a currency created using Cambiatos here in Brazil. I'm in, I'm in Brazil at the moment, um, in Rio de Janeiro. And, and you could use Muras to have access to local food and to attend local artist shows. So cool. Uh, or you could use Verdes in Costa Rica, in Monteverde, which is a beautiful uh, rural area, really touristy area in Costa Rica, beautiful place, the cloud forest. And you could use verdes there, which are different from colones, which are different from dollars, You only to have access to the local market and to buy things from people in the, in the, in the region. And you could earn verdes, verdes by doing and uh, completing good actions in Monteverde, maybe being a volunteer or something. So nice. Uh, so you could have a real financial resilience, right? If something happens with Bitcoin, you still have Verdes. If something happens with Verdes, you have Muras. If something happens with Muras, you have Colones and Dollars. And then you're resilient. Mm. With the financial system as we know it, we are highly efficient, but not so much we are not doing so good in the resilient part. We are highly dependent on one type of money, dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, and and all the whole world revolves around it. Yeah. And this is a type of money that is that is based on debt. Yeah. So every time someone gets indebted, a, con- a country, a company, a person, more of more of this credit is created, and that uh, puts a lot of pressure in our world. And a lot of the crisis that we are living today, especially the environmental crisis is really connected with the emergence of this money based on debt after the 70s. Mm. You see the you see the charts of money creation, money printing, uh, credit, and the 
rise of the environmental crisis is, is the same exponential curve in the same years. Really connected. So, mm. if, as, as you said, if we could reinvent that, we don't need to reinvent the financial system as it is. It is like it is. It's going to stay like it is. Yeah. Probably we are going to get rid of it as it is. Mm. But we can create other things that allow us to be more resilient. They all the, the whole crypto scene, the cryptocurrencies are part of that mix, um, but they are not the only part. Yeah, I appreciate. And that. other types, other types of currencies and ways of exchanging and 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 ways of uh, representing value and transactions and and goods and actives and mm. and, and assets. Um, it's it's what we need in order to be more resilient. Super interesting. So. You, your take is more around like the ecology of money. Sepp Kambar from Cello yeah. describes that, you know, money is not one. Money is an ecology and it needs to be an increasingly diverse and resilient and vibrant ecology that expresses values of different communities at different times and different mm-hmm. ways. And um, that money can be beautiful. It doesn't have to be dirty. It doesn't have to be petrol-backed, you know. It yeah. doesn't have to be debt-backed. Go for it. Actually, I have a, I have a good story on that. Yeah. Money is beautiful and it's yeah. sacred and sacred. Mm-hmm. I, I many of the things on Cello are inspired on the work of um, Charles Eisenstein. I don't know mm-hmm. if I said correctly his yeah. name yes. and sacred sacred economics. Mm-hmm. And I found I did a program in at Singularity University in California in 2017, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot about what I like and what I don't like about the startup life and California mm-hmm. and Silicon Valley everything. Yeah. Uh, I learned, uh, that's for another podcast, but it was a great experience. But in the library on Singularity, I found that book. Mm. And I actually kind of accidentally stole it. <laughs> it wasn't my wasn't my purpose. <laughs> but it, it's here with me. It's here with me in Brazil to, to, to this day. So I can send and, you the uh, fine now. <laughs> Please don't charge me the fine. Uh, but it was, it's a, it was a fantastic book for me and that also kind of a game changer in the way of understanding that um, we have so many ideas on money mm. in terms of it is bad, it is filthy, it's, um, it is uh, not healthy, it is, right? Because those are the values behind one type of money, yeah. behind the money from the financial system, from the banks, from from the um, money created uh, credit and money created by debt. And it's based on scarcity. It's based on competition. Mm. It creates extraction. And it it, it it cries for centralization. Yeah. And for individuality and selfishness. Of and, course, yeah, we, don't, we don't yeah. resonate. Accumulation. We don't resonate with any of those values, of course. <laughs> right? But we are forced. We're forced to use that money and we feel we feel like nasty because we're using that. By creating other types of money, other types of businesses with our values, then the game changes. The people from Monteverde, they got together and they decided we want the type of money that is created every time someone does something positive for the environment. Not every time someone is gets in debt. No. Every time someone volunteers one hour of their time, boom, there's more verdes. And people are and willing to underwrite people, their real goods and services for that behavior. 
for that. Yeah. And so, if there are more people doing positive things, there are going to be more verdes around. Mm, mm, abundance. So not a scarcity, abundance. If not competitive, because there are a lot of uh, verdes around and you can collaborate. You need to collaborate with your community in order yeah. to create the verdes, right? And it, it doesn't matter if you have a, a lot of verdes um, because the power of the verdes relies in being circulation. So if you if you can use it, that's more valuable for you. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to accumulate verdes because it's super easy to create new ones. And they're abundant. So it's not centralized. It doesn't it's not based on uh accumulation. It's not based on um it doesn't it doesn't inspire you to be hoarding yeah. money. Right? Mm. So if you embed different values in the way money is created, then the output is going to be super different. It's and the culture of exchanging that money as a form of value also changes as a result, you know? Completely, completely. And also with a business. If if you design a business that is centralized, top-down, the focus, all the power in you as a founder, mm. you're going to have a result that you know, because that's the, that's the story we know. But if you build a business that is created with other values that distributed distributes that power, that is based on a vision that can change over time and adjust over time. If yep. you if you are actually aware that the people that is working with you are full human beings, they are not mm. one person at work and one person at home. Then mm. oh, mm. uh, that then the output is going to be completely different. And doesn't need to be nasty to do business. Doesn't need to be nasty to to actually have a profitable business yeah. if the values behind it are different. Mm. Because I I really like to to go to beautiful places. I love to vagabond. That's something that Renu always said. We like we want to go to Lisbon. We want to go to California. We want to go to Brazil. Mm. And you need you need money for that, yeah. right? And you don't need and you need to to be able to create that wealth and to create that well-being for you and the people you love mm-hmm. uh, but making sure that the values behind it are correct yeah it's so interesting the the segue from redesigning money to redesigning organizations and how you've made that leap and I'm curious to understand a little bit more around yeah the role of blockchain in particular in this journey that you've mm-hmm. had where did it come from like where did this technology besides all the other ones that are out there come into play? And how have you found implementing blockchain-based community currencies in Costa Rica, in Brazil, you know, in all the places that you have? Like, are people getting on with it? Because it's hard to use. And, okay, there's incremental usability improvements. You know, there's, um, yeah, there's some new blockchains around the block and it's easier and faster. But at the end of the day, it's still complicated and it's still like a totally different paradigm. Um, so yeah, I'd love to just understand that lens. That's also, a, I mean, as, as I was saying, we are people, we are whole beings, right? Mm-hmm. But we are interested in many things. As entrepreneurs, me and Renulfo, we are very curious. And we love to be on the frontier. I mean, they're going to do something. Let's do whatever is more fun mm-hmm. in the front and the things that are unknown. And we are vagabonds, we are wanderers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a mix of that, a mix of wanting to contribute something that is opening space, not only replicating what is already been done, 
And also the fact that we wanted to do things for people that are not techie people. Like the people from Mura in Brazil are artists, people that, I don't know, are producing organic food. People, mm-hmm. I don't know, the, the little lady from this shop in the corner of, of your neighborhood. Yeah. So these people are not techie people. They are not web three people. But we wanted them to to leapfrog, yeah. to be ready for that future. And we we will we we are feeling that is coming, right? That is, and we all feel it. The the possibilities, and we wanted those possibilities for the people that we were working on. And also, creating this technology, creating Cambiatus, was kind of an excuse, right? So yeah. they wanted to create their social currency, and they wanted something to exchange between them. We created the tool that is. Beautiful because not not because it's my baby, but it's beautiful. We invested a lot of time in the UX and the UI and to actually make something that is easier for the regular people. By doing that, they have their experience. They 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 achieve their goal, which is exchanging with their community at the same time. They are learning by doing. They are applying the technology, learning why do I need this key and, and how why do I need to store it safely and what happens if I don't right all those things. With the technology, we created Cambiatos in 2017. It was really, it was really a, a big challenge. Yeah, said. what blockchain was it on? At the beginning, we used EOS, EOSIO. Yes. But, but now, for example, we are evolving that and now we have many more tools and we have um, tools that allow us, that allow people to create accounts and recover the phrases. Mm-hmm. Things that we, that were like, and no, they were they was not possible yeah. four years ago. So now we are experimenting with new technology, trying to can, kind of create Cambiatus 2.0 cool. using StarTech technology. That's that's the next frontier. Okay. And zero not zero knowledge proof and in wallets that are more user friendly that allows people to recover their their phrases that allows them to have like a social way to recover their their account if something happened. And, and things like that, and dynamic NFTs and other things that can be possible. So the idea is technology is, if not the reason, we want to solve problems. We want to allow people to create their own economies locally. We want to allow people that work on coffee to create their own businesses around coffee. That's what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And the technology in this case, Web3, blockchain, AI, whatever we use is a tool. Mm-hmm. To, to create that. And we're always looking and exploring and connecting and run all the fantastic on that, on, on looking for new things and, and finding the connection between the these new technologies. So nice. Uh, to, to, to solve problems, to solve problems that are uh, daily problems, small problems or big ones. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot there and I appreciate you started with what technology was available and you've learned so much by you know, issuing community currencies in a collaborative way where you're working with these different groups on the ground to figure out what they value and designing systems that reflect that. And the fact that, you know, there's 10,000 people using this in circulation is a really powerful testament. You know, there aren't that many um, DeFi users and the fact that y'all have carved out 10,000 over this time frame is, yeah, a super encouraging milestone. And also there's something very interesting to me about, you know, having built the local community with Refi Costa Rica, and also, 
seen the emergence of you know coffee blocks and hardwood um, tokenization, like these real world assets that um, need to be valued accurately and preserved, and farmers need to be rewarded for you know regenerative behaviors to keep the carbon in the soil and the biodiversity on the planet. And now hearing this idea around Starknet and all of the different you know technologies and what this provides, it feels like there's kind of another frontier being born. And I would love for you to just break down a little bit more around, okay, what is Starknet? You know, what are the key technologies? You mentioned zero knowledge, but let's just give an introduction into the space and um, yeah, what you guys are doing in this. I know that you mentioned Vagabond Labs, but this to me feels like, yeah, something I'd love to lean into and to just uh, deepen, if you will. Sure, but before that, just because you said something and, and it's, it's, it's in my head, which yeah. is about Cambiatus having 10,000 users and that being a, a good milestone. And that's also part of the, the things that, that we want also challenge with, with Cambiatus. I mean, when you create a startup, you're always concerned about the numbers and the, right? And you need to be always having more users and more people. And of course, people using this every day, of course, and, 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 and more transactions and more transactions, isn't it? Yeah. Always exponential. Mm. But with this with this type of project, like the social currencies and the collaborative business, it could be that that's not the case all the time, yeah, right? Said. Not all the 10,000 users of Cambiatos are using Cambiatos every day. Yeah. Some communities, some communities are actually using their currency once a month because mm. that's what they need. Yeah. Uh, some communities are using this currency once every two weeks. Some uh, coffee blocks, which actually uses Cambiatos to it. We has a token on Cambiatos that we use for the members. Mm-hmm. And the members use that probably, I don't know, once every every one, every month or every two months. Mm-hmm. And that's a great result. Yeah, it's the right for, and it's not, for that behavior. Exactly. And that's, there's, there's a, a number there that you cannot compare with other communities. Mm-hmm. So the, the fact that we are always forced to standardize and to kind of be comparing one project to another in terms of numbers, yeah. and it is also it's also tricky. Yeah. It's also tricky. And it puts a lot of pressure on on people and entrepreneurs, and also a lot of that is related with fundraising and looking for the way to fund these projects and what people that is investing or 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 funding these projects are expecting. So this is a challenge for all those people and for all the entrepreneurs. To start, uh, also reimagining how how we measure the impact of our businesses, mm-hmm. and how we communicate that in numbers in a way that is also uh, aware of the differences and the context of each of the projects. Yeah, absolutely. No, I so appreciate that, and I um, think it's good to establish those nuances because we're developing new systems of measuring what success looks like in this regenerative mm-hmm. transition. It's not always about more and more often and better and faster. So, yeah, yeah. thanks for slowing us down and unpacking a little bit. Um, do you take us a little bit into but, the start? Go for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. About about the technology. Now, no, but, I'm curious. I'm not, a, and I'm not an expert, and this is sure. important. Uh, we are. We are a team here with Renulfo and other people that are supporting the team that we are doing. Yeah, of course. But something important is when we started with Cambiatos, we decided to use EOSIO at the moment in a sense Mm -hmm. because it was the platform that allowed us to have less transaction fees, uh, uh, higher uh, transactions per second, and it was... um, really solid technology, mm-hmm. right? So that's, those were the kind of the the values and the, why we made that decision, yeah. right? 
But things have changed a lot, right? And things have changed a lot. And uh, and uh, for many years we we were thinking, should we change and move Cambiatus to Ethereum? But in that uh, in that moment, that mean that meant um, having people paying fees that yeah. were too high, yeah, right? They, none of none of the people that are using the tools of Cambiatus are paying transaction fees, for example. Exactly. The, the system is different in the way we're doing it. So that was the first. But now. Now that uh, transaction fees have been um, changing a lot and reducing, and that we have better tools to, to allow people to interact with blockchain, better wallets, better ways for people to um, uh, navigate the complexities of it, mm. uh, we decided to start exploring, well, what to do now? Yeah. And uh, Starknet is a really interesting community. It's emerging. It's been uh, really open to our contributions too. And this is also a, a call to the people that are working on ReFi to start exploring other ecosystems like yeah. Starnet. They are looking for people that are able to create projects, real-life projects, projects that are connecting real people, real assets to the blockchain. Cool. So it's a, it's a good space here. Um, so yes, so that's that was the motivation to start exploring. And the first step that we took, Ranulfo took a course on, on Starnet last year, and uh, we started promoting the technology in Costa Rica. We had their blockchain week uh, in November last, last year. So we had several presentations there. Some of the businesses that are collaborating with us, like Coffee Blocks, Fraction, and Cal, they agreed to create a technology using Starnet tools okay. and Vagabonds Labs is also using. So the first thing that we did was to create a NFT collection in, for the Jaguar Club project, which is a conservation project in Costa Rica focused on Jaguars. Nice. They have a fantastic, fantastic network of cameras, uh, camera traps in Costa Rica to, for monitoring wildlife. So we created a NFT that represents real jaguars and their videos uh, so taken in the Oso Peninsula in the south of Costa Rica. And that was created using Element Market, which is one of the um, NFT markets available in Starnet. And that allowed us to learn a lot, to start connecting with the community, to start. And they have actually, we got a grant from the Starnet Foundation cool. to implement this to implement this first collection. And now we are planning to create a marketplace for all these real-world assets from the collaborative businesses in Costa Rica. Oh, Coffee nice. from Coffee Blocks, trees from Cal, and properties or houses built with sustainable practices from Fraction. Okay. So they have a marketplace. With fractionalized ownership, mar- that's super cool. Exactly. Wow. To have a, a marketplace when people can actually buy and interact with these assets uh, using using this technology. So those those are the plans we're starting. I cannot. I can. That's so cool. I mean, there's so uh, much going on in Costa Rica. It's wild. Like I love that you guys are enabling and supporting and connecting all these different dots. It's really vast. It's quite an extensive scope. I mean, from coffee to jaguars to hardwoods to eco homes that have been fractionalized. It's, it's an amazing reach. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know how you manage to keep it all together. You definitely don't seem like a stressed out founder tearing your hair out. Um, but <laughs> maybe that's just showing up when you jump on a call with me. Um, we've covered a lot of ground here today, Carla. I just wanted to pause quickly before we wrap up. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you love to share today before we wind up the show? I think it was a fantastic conversation, John, uh, as always. And as you said at the beginning, it was something that we wanted to do last year. Yeah. But definitely this feels like the right moment to be talking about these things. For sure. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for, for the spaces that you're opening, mm. that you did from Refidal, from, from your podcast, and also for the support in creating the Vagabonds podcast. That will be, that has been a really, really fun experience to do with Ranulfo, with Jose, which is our producer and good friend from many years ago. Uh, so it's been fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know about other questions, but I mean, there are many things to be done, but I'm here now and being here with you and talking about these things. It's fantastic. Awesome. Well, hey, it's an honor. I mean, Massive shout out to Sela Foundation and Climate Collective who've really taken that story of sacred economics and brought it into reality in so many different ways. And we're really keen to support Refi Podcast as I was just beginning my journey, super curious um, and very green. And yeah, I, I've learned so much and I'm really grateful that we've been able to support you bring in a show in Spanish and hopefully it's just the beginning. It'd be amazing to see many seasons down the road as you guys lift up a bunch of incredible Spanish-speaking entrepreneurs leading the way in this regenerative economy using all sorts of different tools. And um, yeah, it's nice to pause and really unpack this journey that you've been on around not only redesigning money with new values, but really building tools for people on the ground to solve real problems and to connect people together. Uh, I love the idea of collaborative business as a framing. I think this is a, a fantastic concept. And I just feel like, yeah, we've got a, got a friend for life in you, Carla. So thanks so much for showing up in the world as you are. And I'm excited to see what it brings. And more importantly, to come to Costa Rica. I don't know when it's going to happen now. But oh my gosh, I really want to check out that place. It just sounds like a magical regen wonderland. So hopefully soon, hopefully soon. Um, for those listening, Carla, where can people get in touch if they want to reach out and connect with you? Sure. I mean, I'm I'm on social media, not so much because, you know, life, but I'm on Twitter as Mugika. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn too. And you can also write to me at Carla or at Cambiatos.com. Amazing. Carla at Cambiatos.com. Appreciate you. Say hey to Ranulfo. Give love to the fam and the Refi Costa Rica tribe. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. See you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. I would be so incredibly grateful if you had a couple moments to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps us reach incredible guests and to gain traction with audience members just like you who are looking for the right levers to make a contribution to this unfolding symphony of regeneration. Appreciate your time and always do. Let us know what you think. If there's anything we can do to improve, drop us a note in the comments and we'll listen in and figure out how we can make this a service to this unfolding movement of regeneration. Thanks.